What's up, y'all? It's your host, Sensei NK, and we're back again with another episode. And today, you know what? Before we even get to it, make sure you hit the like button, comment, even if it's just comments, it helps us, it helps the podcast grow. Um, but yes, let's get into it. What's up, y'all? It's your host, Sensei NK, and I'm back again with another episode. And I'm with not my co-host, but my guest. Maybum. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Pretty smooth. Pretty smooth. Pretty smooth. Finally. Honestly. Finally. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a minute now. It's been a minute been now. Playing with me. Most definitely. Most definitely. Let's get to the start. Let's start to let's start the beginning of the podcast with. Okay. How did you get to where you are now? I think the pool party. That's what got me here. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I've been doing music for a little bit, but I just now took it a little bit more serious. Okay. And I just... Why know. did you do that? Because I feel like a lot of people tend to have, like, a hobby that they do, want to make it big in their hobby, but then, like, not really take it that serious. Yeah. I think a lot of that happens because of cultural influences and just having, like, you know, not such of, like, an encouraging environment to pursue something 100%. So, basically, I mean, I'm a college dropout. Okay. Yeah, I'll just put it like that. I'm a college dropout. Don't blame you. I wish I could do it, too. But and that's continue. what I'm saying. You said you would. And it's like, and when it gets everybody that would support these means wishes, and I'm like, well, yeah, I got no other choice but to take it serious now. Mm, okay, okay. It's kind yeah. of like the last call of the sense. It's always been in the back of my mind, but I've always suppressed it. So, like, I... Sorry, saying I was like eight. You know what my mom told me? What did she tell you? <laughs> my mom's like, you got to get a real job. I'm like, oh, wow. at eight years old, why are you going to tell an eight-year-old that? How am I supposed to digest that? I'm like, so it's been like a burden. I'm like, mm, should you do it? Should you go to school, be this business major? Should you do it? And I'm like, you don't need do a business major you won't even use. Major. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you might as well just do it now. So, yeah, that's why I'm here today. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. So in the sense, do you feel like a thing that makes people is the people that they have around? Uh, yeah, because like, you know, you like I've always heard very like affluent people tell you your five group of friends, mm -hmm. whoever they are, you're going to be the sixth person. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I started surrounding myself with like independent artists and these like very guys that are from the Mirage. I don't know if you heard of them. Um, they are here based in Minneapolis. They like go full flesh with this music thing. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. you guys encourage me. I've been around <laughs> you guys so long. So it's like, I might as well. I feel that. I feel that. Then what is it that finally makes you take that leap? Because um, I feel like there's still so many factors. Like you were saying about your, your mom yeah. always. Does she support you now? She'll support you when you're big? <laughs> yeah, I understand. No, <laughs> she doesn't support me now. But, wait, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, you just, like, triggered me. <laughs> oh, like, wow, I feel that, I feel that. But, because um, I feel like a lot of people, what is the thing that makes you jump off the cliff and not look back? Because, like, like you're saying with your mom, does it, if your mom supported you, yeah. you feel like you'd be doing so much more. But she doesn't really. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of families, that's how really it is. I kind of take, like, that rejection almost. 
and like just run with it to like not I wouldn't say to piss her off. That would be very <laughs> vengeful of me. But I just have the tendency everybody wants to prove people wrong when you care about something. You gonna mm-hmm. fight for it and like go to the ends of the earth for it. And it's like me, I could not see myself jumping off a cliff to do anything else that would make me happy. So this music thing, you know, it it helps people therapeutically, mentally, emotionally, all type of things. So I'm like, why not? How did it help you um emotionally and spiritually for you yeah because like some people don't really have like that um um either like financial resources they get therapy so people turn on music oh okay you know you're like young you're in middle school you turn on drake nothing was the same that album <laughs> you know when you have your feelings you got nobody to talk to most definitely so you turn on i don't know all the <laughs> songs so i'm like i want to be able to do that for people as well and i think it's you know it's gonna work of course, I feel that most definitely, most definitely. Um, low key. Um, you bringing that up makes me think of a lot of things. Uh, so you know how black people don't really go to like ther- therapy much. That's like a whole stigma thing around it. Yeah. Do you think that's the same? That's in the same uh, realm as why black people tend to go towards like music, right? And there tend to be all of music is from black culture and stuff like that, from rap to blues mm-hmm. to rock. All of it is black culture, right? All that sorrow and hurt is from the black culture. That's why they don't really turn towards actual therapy because, like, music is their set therapy, yeah. Yeah. Um, At least it kind of took me a while to realize that's why I was doing it because, like, I just found myself, the stuff I was writing and the stuff that was transpiring out, I'm like, this is obviously a story being told. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you may not trust me, like, have that vulnerability yet to trust somebody else to talk about your problems. So you channel it in your work. Some people channel in sports, football, all that aggression, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? All that stuff, they take it out on the field, maybe tackling people. So it's like, if somebody's writing a rap, they're going to take it out in that rap. If somebody's, like, really hurt, they're going to take it out on the R&B song, you know? So, in a way, that's what people turn to because, you know, the therapy thing is so shunned upon. That's just what's always been Yeah. I feel that. That was a great point. I didn't even correlate that. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, So how has the media around you shaped you? I turn it off. (laughs) What you mean? (laughs) I try my best not to, like, you know, indulge in whatever, like, um, I don't know, image they want us to, like, have on certain things. Because I feel like I'm one of those people that likes to see the source for what it is. What do you mean? Then when I mean to lose it, if I open some of the media, um, you know, if it's drama or anything, Mm -hmm. I just look about, like, why are they pushing something so hard for us to, like, feel a way about it instead of, like, because the truth is always, like, hidden sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like, "Mm, I kind of turn it off. I'm going to see it for what it is. And if it is, it is. If it's not, it's not. Do do you think people have a, a, not even a problem, but, like, a insecurity about really opening up and looking deeper into subjects mm, elaborate like okay um there's so much that goes into jumping away from the molds that people have of society right yeah and actively not listening to the media when that's like all you are like being exposed to it's hard to find like unplug and all the stuff that you have believed up to this point yeah. is now it's wrong because this one thing is wrong. Um, a good example, uh, I was listening to this one podcast. Uh, they're talking about the vaccine and they're like, yeah, you should get the vaccine, yada, yada, all of that. But mm-hmm. like, 
the CDC had to like change the definition yeah, of the time. of a vaccine yeah. so they could add it to it because like it was a vaccine. I don't think you're supposed to be able to like catch it again. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, Gotta and now, your tracks. Oh god. <laughs> and now people are like really deep into holding this uh the vaccine narrative of it. And that's because if that's wrong, if that little thing is wrong, then all the things we've learned about COVID and 2020 is just wrong Backwards. because yeah. exactly because we're jumping off of the wrong point. The wrong narrative. Exactly. And it's like the one thing I've noticed especially um is like when the people that own these networks have that much power to push out any type of influence, they're going to do it. And you know, you got to always look about where you're at. How's it going to affect you tomorrow? How's it going to affect you today? So it's like if you're where you're at today and you're in a healthy, positive space and you feel like whatever you want to do with your body and your choice, another narrative that they put out, your body, your choice, you do what you want to do. But don't like try to like control other people. Wait, speak on that. What do, what do you mean? I feel like when you are in a country that values freedom, mm -hmm. expression, medical freedom, all that type of thing, we don't even have free health care. Why is this like sudden thing? you know, that's so, like, almost, like, peer pressured into doing. So I think that everybody should really, like, go back and, like, always reiterate why something is being done mm -hmm. and being so persistent on it and make that active, conscious decision on it. So whatever you do, if it doesn't affect you or the people around you, do what you want to do. I feel that. I most definitely feel that. I feel that. Wait, um... No, I'm not answering no question. <laughs> no, I'm not answering no question. Of course, it of course. It jumped down my throat. Of course, of course. But, um, real quick, um, speaking of, of your own body, your choice, I've noticed that you've been, like, working out a lot. Why? Why did you go down that path? Because people don't want to die early. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't. I've always, like, struggled with, like, obesity or growing up. And it's mm -hmm. like, I just think about who I want to be. And that's not somebody I want to see myself as. I don't want to die in that shell. You know what I'm saying? I okay. want to see what all life has to offer me. Did you feel like you're getting held, you're held back? You're holding yourself back? Hell yeah. Still to this day. How so? When I even go to the studio to record or when I'm performing with people, they'd be like, where is that confidence? Or like, you got, you know what I'm saying? You put yourself in this uh, atmosphere and you have all this creative aspects. Why aren't you letting it manifest? So I really have to stem back. It's like, okay, you got to be comfortable with your own skin. Always, mm -hmm. you know, otherwise I feel like it always going to hold you back. You're always going to be down about yourself. You're always going to like, I don't know, something just like, it just feels like a, what does it feel like? It feels like too many layers of clothes, you know? Okay. You know that feeling when you're just like I, I fresh was, out the shower? <laughs> I was a pudgy kid too. Yeah, you know, know what, what I'm saying? About. Yeah, yeah. So it's like if I could take those layers of clothes off by being mm -hmm. healthy and just taking care of yourself, why not? I feel that. I feel that. I feel, feel that. free. Um. Then how do you feel about, like, the, the there's, like, a, not even, I'm not going to say a movement. There's a bunch of people complaining on it, but. Um, Body positivity? Sure. Let's go down that route. What do you okay. feel on that? I think that I've spoken on this before as well. What do you I, mean? I've said it in some Snapchats. I said <laughs> that the way that it's being presented is very deceiving. What do you mean? Because. When people see body positivity, it sounds right. It sounds mm -hmm. very encouraging. And then you see, like, the image tied to it. it <clears throat> excuse me. It almost feels like, um, are you guys trying to make me seem delusional? 
what is positive about somebody being 600 pounds. I okay. don't, you know, it, it's like, they're like, I get that you're trying to make everybody feel included mm -hmm. or feel desirable, but having high blood pressure, diabetes, can't even breathe, being on a ventilator at 30 years old is not positive at all. I feel and that. people should come to the realization at that. And people feel like, oh, because somebody's a bit curvier for like curvy, okay. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But like not being able to see your collarbone. I, I know that's a bit <laughs> but it, like not being able to see your collarbone, not being able to like see that you're a healthy person and you're trying to call this positive. Mm, no. I feel that. No. Um We just gotta be real with ourselves. <laughs> um my stance on that is the the idea of it does make sense because people tend to go out of their way to take shots at bigger people. Yeah. And actively going out your way to take shots at somebody else is just morally just a bad thing to do. Yeah. But if they're, like, I get it. And, I, mm -hmm. you know, I, that's why I got to hold myself. I'm like, you got to mm -hmm. be careful how you say these things, man. Basically, <laughs> I, I really do. I really do. Otherwise, I'm going to come off a bit arrogant or ignorant mm -hmm. in a way. Um, the thing is... I think that body positive, excuse me, body positivity should be presented as somebody who's going through a transitional phase and has support and has like that structure towards you always taking care of yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally. Mm -hmm. You know, not just saying, "Hey, here's this person, be positive about it." Of course, nobody's really, nobody really gives, like, don't really give a shit. Huh? Like, nobody really gives a shit if somebody's big or not. But it's like if you're trying to like force it onto somebody to believe it, that's what people's like, you know, mm -hmm. having this big old clash. And that's where I feel like, eh, okay, I can see both ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, because like, uh, back on the thing that I was saying about people going out their way, I feel like without it, I feel like. As a society, we are worse off if people are taking care of their bodies. Yeah. Right? Like, this is, speaking on the COVID thing again. I um, want people to take shots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, speaking on the COVID thing again, the people that are getting most affected are the people that are overweight, mm -hmm. the people that are not, quote-unquote, in shape, because it does vary on what you think in shape is. Yeah. But I feel like it puts on a bad narrative for you to live by because yeah. of i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna put uh what i've experienced for everybody else but when you do go from being like obnoxiously oversized to being more to fit. to be more fit i'll touch on the next point really soon yeah. let me go through my i'll go through my whole tangent but um when they go back to being in shape or quote-unquote in shape, yeah. their life does jump through a whole nother barrel. Like, it tends to be completely better. Like you are saying, of, in a, in a sense, being able to physically be able to do things. You're emotionally more happy. Okay. That's another thing. You're more likely to get a better job now. There's a lot of, there's a lot of yeah. things, especially in society, that you do get your privileges exactly that comes from doing that and it's not even past past the per, past the personal things as a society as a society as a whole your life does tend to take a better leap and if you look good ex exactly but on the other on the other hand when people are talking about um 
body positivity is is a is a good it's good, right? That is taking into into factor that the other side that they're speaking on it's not fit people. It's anorexic. It's very yeah. small, skinny type of wave. That's the thing that they're talking. Which both sides are completely unhealthy yeah. in a sense, even equally. But yeah. But it's like they attack more of the bigger side than mm-hmm. the thin side because of, you know, models and magazines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I can get that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, people just got to always come to that conscious decision of where they're at. Be real with where you're at and actively, like, you know, take care of yourself. Like, don't sit here and just, like, obviously, you know, it does suck. I used to weigh 325 pounds. So, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. But it's, like, you know what I'm saying? And it's, like, I know what it's like to feel down and you're hearing it. And it's, like, it's really up to you to make that conscious decision of where you want to be tomorrow. You still want to be stuck in the same place, down about it, or just actively. And just, you know, progressively get to the place where you want to be because you are responsible for your life at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, that's just what it comes to. Uh-oh. Um, I feel like body positivity uh, harms black people the most. Ooh. Yeah. The the saying or like the whole movement? The, or both. In a, both in I, a sense. I think my mic disconnected. Can you hear me? Oh, no, no, you're chilling, you're chilling. You sure? Yeah, I can hear you. I can't hear me. I just heard okay, you okay, whispering okay, in okay, my okay, ear. Okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Okay. But, um... I feel like it hurts uh, black, especially black women, in the most. Yeah. Because of, I'm not saying that you, sh- as as women, because I'm not gonna speak on what women should or shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. But when you put it as it's okay to live that type of lifestyle, you're actively killing yourselves yeah. because of you're already eating bad. Yeah. And you're a full, you're a grown person that has other responsibilities, so you're already right. not working out. Yeah. And things, of, things like that. So you're in this cycle of saying that it's okay for you to live like this, even right. though you're actively hurting your body. And I feel like I'm a victim of this, and I'm still fighting this. <laughs> I'm not going to Like, growing up, you know, is, like, obviously the truth hurts, but mm-hmm. it's, like, nobody knows how to say it in a way because, like, obviously you're young, everyone's a bully. Oh, yeah, you're a big geeky guy. And it's, like, you have those aunties that be, you know, mm-hmm. usually on the bigger side. Mm-hmm. You okay, baby? Go ahead and eat this. Go ahead and eat that. Go ahead and eat this. And it's, like, bro, this is catching up to me. See, it's catching up to me. The part that's blowing me, I feel like, especially with the black culture, is eating is such a way of coping because we refuse to go to fucking therapy <laughs> god damn it <laughs> it's not even a joke 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 so, so yeah all these factors are being added on to it and in a sense being enabled by the people around us to yeah. think that it's still an okay to thing to be doing when there's literally a correlation between <laughs> body health and the amount of money you make yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like it's it's perspective it's um perspectively putting people putting like people to stay exactly to stay poor and stuff like that do you people actually eat chitlins I never had that before. <laughs> I've never had that before. I'm Liberian, by the way. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. So fair I've enough. never had that. Fair, fair never enough. Had that. Fair enough. I don't even think I ever want to try that. Yeah. It's, no, it's, no disrespect. Bro, you're eating ass, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're eating I'm ass. Too... <laughs> no, no disrespect. I heard those foods were only meant to keep, like, slaves alive. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But 
now it's traditionally known. You know, it's like, it's good that we're having this conversation, though, not to bash the situation, but to honestly, like, bring more attention to it. Mm -hmm. Because the one thing people say once you, like, say stuff is like, oh, I'm still alive. I eat this all the mm -hmm. time. Now you're 50 years old and you're on a ventilator. That's true. That's true. Not being able to look towards the future for the action that you're doing at the moment. Yeah. Very harmful. And, you know, obviously, we're all human beings. We get caught up in our ways to phase up out of those things. But you, we all just always got to be aware of what we're doing and not complain once stuff goes backwards. Mm -hmm. That's it. And it's like, that's the one thing I personally just can't tolerate, the complaining. I don't like complaining. I just like to handle the situation while, you know, I'm, I'm still alive and I'm, while I'm still able to. Because it's like, if you can't really self-reflect and all you can do is blame, well, I grew up this way eating this, this is all I was taught. If you really can't self-reflect, I really don't think you're ever going to be able to break generational curses. Of course, of course. Seriously. Of course. That's just where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I feel that. I yeah. feel that. I don't know. <coughs> it's been a 2020 and 2021. <laughs> it's been very eye-opening. I feel it. Um, what did you do to lose weight? I, I went on a calorie deficit. Okay. Okay. Calorie deficit, and I worked out and drank a lot of water. But this was so when I posted my weight loss transformation video, everyone's like, "What? How did you do it?" <laughs> it is like. I think, though, there's literally three things to it to literally knock off the first 25 pounds. I swear to God, within three weeks, okay? Walk for 30 minutes, drink a gallon of water every single day, and just, like, you know, just move. Mm -hmm. Move. Just move. <laughs> Don't be stuck. Just move, and you're going to see it. And You, you know, you're going to build up that metabolism, that energy to actually want to lift weights, actually want to, you know, jump rope and do kid shit. Really, that's what it is. <laughs> Just doing kids shit? Just doing kids shit. And I had nieces and nephews all I was doing running around with them all the time. So it's like, hey, life is good. I feel that. I feel that. I'm, I'm still good. going, though. So don't even <laughs> y'all trying to get on me. I'm still going. Oh, did you stop eating meat? Do you still eat meat? I still eat it. Okay, okay. That vegan thing. <laughs> it helped for a bit. But I'm like, let me. I would rather <laughs> die than keep eating this. <laughs> <laughs> would you go vegan? No, not vegan. Would you try it? I'll try vegetarian. I'll try going vegetarian a little bit. But I don't even... Ah, my God. I don't think I could, though. Because, like, I feel like every meal needs to have some type of... Protein. Animal yeah. in it. Yes. And that's a really up, to, up for debate. But vegans be saying, oh, you don't need it because if the animals eat the grass, you can eat the grass without eating the animal. I mean, I mean, technically, you can live without it, <laughs> but I'm far too grown. Yeah, <laughs> I'm too saying, grown. I felt so hungry all the time, <laughs> and it just wasn't, it, I don't know. I didn't think I went about the vegan thing very healthy. So I just honestly just started cutting out carbs and sugar and dairy. See. Uh, I was I was um, looking into this, but I feel like the reason why people like meat is because like it's it satisfies like a primal urge. Yeah, one of those um, feelings. I mm. heard there's four um, tastes factors in your tongue: okay. savory, sweet, sour, and salty. And I guess the meat really has like that, and the protein taste just really fools you. Mm -hmm. So it triggers your mind to think that you're full mm -hmm. faster. Oh, yeah, should should be blessing. Should be blessing. But. <clears throat> What is the actually this is, this segment is more on the um love and dating side of it all. What is the most um toxic sign that you've ever been with? Been mm -hmm, been entangled with at Hold least. Hold on, red flags are just like zodiac sign? You know what? Let's go red flag then zodiac. 
number one red flag I dealt with. Yeah. Um, oh man, I think the number one red flag that automatically will get you a block. Oh wow! <laughs> without even a, a question, it's just um, uh, I'm so freaking picky. It's not even funny, but um, <laughs> I think the number one thing don't get you a block is just I can't see you as somebody who can hold their own. What do you mean? Like somebody who just doesn't like that. I need somebody who's very independent. I don't know. Like somebody who, I don't know. I've always dealt with like people who come off as codependent in a way. Maybe they probably like. As an emotional or more like financial? Overall. Physical. Okay. Overall. I just like, even, even I talked to and dated a doctor before he came off as very codependent, not financially, but like emotionally. And I'm like, this is just a bit much for me. Wait, you don't you don't think that's a good thing that he's that open with his emotion? I just felt trapped way too soon, and it's like me, I'm a Sagittarius, so I got yo yeah, you scared. <laughs> like, so I value freedom. I really mm -hmm. value freedom in every aspect. So it's like, I felt like the emotional aspect was coming on way too strong. I'm like, I'm not your mom. I'm sorry. So I blocked. Oh wow. Yeah. Is that so much on him, though? Or is that more of a you thing that you don't like the aspect of relationship of giving? I, no, I do love, I love giving. And I, like, I also love to receive as well. But mm -hmm. it's just like, it just seems like I know and I can tell when a guy is not 100% in his masculine frame. You know? And it's like. Me, who's somebody who's just really hyper-independent by force, not by, like, not as an accomplishment. It just seems like you're going to need somebody that's able to hold their own and be very sustainable. You know? Mentally, emotionally, whatever. I feel that. I feel that. Um, do you think that you'll uh, ever, like, get, like, a like an, a long-term relationship then? If, if that uh, emotional... There's nothing wrong with you being emotional. That's the thing. It's just like you gotta build up to. Uh, to oh, it like, was just right away. Right it was away. I was open. like, uh, I was just like something first. I was like <laughs> never again. <laughs> yeah, it was just like there's nothing wrong with showing emotion, guys. But it's like I feel like with me, I'm not really somebody that's just like crying 24-7, I'm, or, like, I know that's a red flag, girls should cry, yes, yes they should, but I'm like, not, not really somebody that just puts that out there 24-7, and it's like, if my man is doing that, I don't want him to be perceived as a bitch, so that's why I just get completely, no. I feel no. that, I feel that, I feel that. You know, still, everybody wants the strongest. Yeah, still wanting your, your man to be like a man's man. Yeah. Sense. yeah, yeah. Some people like the, the baker. Mm -hmm. Some people like, you know, the construction worker. I like the guy that like looks like he can like hunt a bear and a deer <laughs> and bring it home. That's the, that's just it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, I feel that. Looks Very, like somebody who could conquer. The the tr traditional yeah. uh, relationship type stuff. Okay, I feel that. I feel that. It makes me relax. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Then in a sense, I don't feel like that's really much of a red flag. I think like he was just capping. I think he was being a cap star. Yeah. yeah. That's what I. That's what I feel. I feel like guys tend to like do like that sugar sweetness all type of thing up front because they want to get something out of you rather quickly. Really. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I can tell when somebody is a sweetheart. Somebody's heart is genuine, mm-hmm. and I can tell when somebody's doing it for the draws. And yeah, I'm pretty sure you've done it. Um, <laughs> you would never not not recently, no. Because I feel like all that energy that's been put towards the draws, <laughs> when someone will just give me the excess and draws, would be not doing it. Oh <laughs> would be not doing it. You type see? of shit. Oh my gosh. But you'll get it. And you know how some girls be using their feminine energy, like, hi, and it's like, oh, obviously, not a guy's gonna like wanna do stuff for you. It's mm, the same way. That's true. I feel that. I feel that. I feel it's that. The same way. Has, because I'm guessing you've learned from experience. Yeah. People in the sense, how, how did, what did, what happened that made you realize, oh, wow, he was just here for the draws? Because I feel uh, like a lot of women don't really peep when <laughs> motherfuckers is running game. Oh, yeah. I think because, okay, so recently, okay, this is a doctor guy, and I keep talking about this doctor, man, because everybody's like, what? How'd you find the bag with the doctor? No, no, they did it themselves. I went <laughs> in, in there at Hy-Vee. I was working DoorDash on the side. He asked me to go out that night. I went out, okay? I'm like, okay, why not? We went and ate, right? This man tried to grab my face and kiss me the first day, and I'm like, bro, I'm never talking to you again in my life. Never mind. He was just weird. Weird that as hell. That was weird as fuck. Very I just clingy. I just met you, and you want to, like, Try to grab my face lock? and kiss me. <laughs> want to grab my face? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That but is kind of OD. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I can tell, and I've been on dates with other guys, and everybody a little older, and it's just like, you're just way too clingy. Why are you too clingy? We just met. Mm. Oh, okay, that makes that makes that makes so much more sense then. That makes like, so much more. What do you want from me? What do you, <laughs> you know, like? What do you want from me? Yeah, that you is know? that is a little bit too much. Oh my god. And, uh, you know, it's just like imagine if you was a guy making six figures, right? You and it's like you obviously the more money you make, the more women are attracted to you, mm-hmm. and you go you go out with somebody. It's like you need to know who's genuinely there because they enjoy your presence because you don't need them for anything, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think this is the same way because, like, I'm, you know, I don't really need anybody for anything, but, like, that masculine aspect, that divine masculine aspect, that's what I need you for, and it's like, I haven't found that. What is the divine masculine? I've never heard that saying before. Never heard it? To me, what a divine masculine man is to me. Somebody that provides, protects, secures, and does other things that a man, what makes a man a man to me. Okay. Provide, protect, secure. Simple. Mm. Do you think that relationships aren't doing as well because there's there's like a, a, a change in what we find, what we find as relationship roles, like masculine roles, feminine roles, and stuff like that? Yeah. I think that a lot of outside influences are really getting in between the reality of relationships. What you mean? So, like, um, um, like, there be girls, I got my own, this, this, and that. And guys kind of get turned off like that because guys like to provide. Mm. Guys like to protect insecure. You know what I'm saying? And it's like when a girl is just, like, too hyper-masculine, it just, like, shuts the guy out, makes him feel like a bitch. And when he cheats, you know, he cheats with a girl who got nothing that you say that you got. So I feel like that whole, like, mentality, the therapy thing is very, you know, it's needed because there should be no reason why we should be here with the men we're with, you know. I personally, now don't antagonize me feminists for this, okay? I personally believe it's like 
the universe, God, whatever you believe in first, you're a man, you and your kids. That's just me. You know, that's what I believe is, like, the life hierarchy. Mm. And I just, like, feel like I hold the men that I'm with, when I, or the divine masculine that I'm with, to a high standard. Because, you know, it's very hard to see that these days. And guys, you really don't feel respected. They don't feel appreciated. So, you know, I don't know, I got eight brothers, so this <laughs> just touches me a little different. I feel that. I feel that. I feel it. Yeah, um, I do believe, um... In the relationships I've seen with, and as, I'm not talking about people like, um, like our, how old are you, like 22? 22. Yeah. Well, next week I turn 22. <laughs> ah, I feel that, I feel that. Grown folk, grown folk. But, um, <laughs> not like our age range, but more like the older, like 27, 26, 27. There's like, people are finding it harder to find like. Partners? Yeah, yeah. And actual relationships, the farther that they, the older that they, they, they get, get. Because like they're. Peep the roles that Aging people out of the market. I mean, we can talk about we can talk about that, but ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the roles that uh, people have for each other aren't really getting like fulfilled and met, so they're having like trouble feeling like they're wanted in the relationships. Yeah, I can. I really. Yeah, that was a perfect way you said it. I was <laughs> going to say to that. Because, you know, I think that's really it. Um, people just. I don't know, it really has to do with the upbringing mm. and people are doing the root work and knowing, like, the type of person that they are and, like, are you the person you want to be and are you the person you want to be with what they want as well. We all got to, like, obviously a relationship dynamic is a partnership. You got to be able to bend and work together, mm. you know, and trust. You got to be able to trust. Oh, um, speaking on the relationship thing, um, I was... I was looking at a, a documentary of these two, these, like, as a married couple. Uh, they're in Korea, and I was comparing them to a married couple in the United States. Okay. And they're like, the one thing, the one huge thing that's different is marriage is seen as a duty instead of, like, a joy. Where? In, like, Over anywhere, there. anywhere outside of the U.S. Because mm -hmm. people tend to... Anytime that the going gets tough, people get going when it comes to relationship. Like, they're not willing to compromise yeah. on any points. And they're not willing to do the grunt work of the relationship. They're so quick to just say, I don't want to be a part of this, in a sense, toxic relationship just because of it's not suiting the things that I want at the moment. But to believe that it's going to stay as joyful as it was every single second of the relationship, it's just wrong. Because you're not going to love your job every single second. Yeah. So, yeah. That's... Um, it, I feel like um, just me, over the past year, I've done a lot of research and, you know, just try to not listen to family. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I think a relationship... My parents are still married. They've been mm -hmm. married for, like, what, 24, 25 years. So... That's a great dynamic. Obviously, there's ups and downs, lefts and rights. <laughs> so I'm just glad that, you know, they managed to keep their union still going. But I think that people and like marriage is glorified as like, like a tattoo these days. You know, it's just like something you can get rid of or laser off and get a new one. Mm. And it's like marriage initially was a survival thing. Mm -hmm. And it should always be looked up as that way because you think about how how are you going to be when you're 60 70 years old and you got nobody to take care of you you're gonna be that one old person staying with your mom and dad <laughs> like staying with your kids you know and it's like 
no, we gotta like honestly not look at it as like I don't know, like a something you can buy. You know, this is not this is not it's not a game. I think that's a commitment, and I think that's something like you should really think about for your offspring. How you guys gonna make it? Because obviously these relationships are on the TV and stuff. You gotta understand it's television. It's not real life, and it's like everything matters. Okay, everything matters in a in a marriage. So if you say I do, you better. I do till you die. <laughs> I'ma stick beside him till I die. That's what it is. That's what I believe. So that selection process, the courting process, the dating process, you better take your time. Stop trying to rush. Stop trying to be the main ladies and stop playing around. You know what oh I'm God, saying? Oh God, so when oh you with it, you better be with it till you die. Oh God, oh God. If it's obviously something that you already, you know. Weighed out the pros and cons. Weighed out the goods and bad. The courting process is really important to me. I don't think... What do you like, mean? Like, the courting process when you're, like, getting to know somebody, dating them, seeing them, possibly sleeping with them, getting to know their parents and everything. The courting is, like, everything before marriage. The relationship, mm -hmm. whatever. Everything from meeting each other, being in a relationship. Everything but being married. That's okay. what the courting is. The actually getting to know... Are you good? Yeah, that's good. Anyway. Right. I forgot what we were talking about. Let's wrap this up. Okay. <clears throat> oh, God. Oh, God. <clears throat> what was that scene we were talking about? Hello, hello. Perfect. The marriage and staying there until you die, unless you can afford to live by yourself. Oh, yes, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's a whole other conversation. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, just to wrap this up, though. Um... What music do you, that shapes the way you make your own music? What music? That's kind of a broad question. Like, what genre? Sure. Oh. Artists. Artists, I would definitely say Kanye West. Okay. And, um, Paramore. I don't know if you heard of Paramore. What's some of their songs? They made a song, Ain't It Fun or Still Into You. She's, her name is Haley Williams. She's in that song with B.O.B. Can you pretend that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a girl. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's top two for now. Ah, very fire. Very fire. <laughs> very fire. Um, we've got to the set, the segue of Wish I Had a Sensei. And wish our guest goes and reveals some advice that they would give a fellow listener because of they didn't have their, a sensei of their own. Okay. So... Just say one thing I would say to somebody yes. that needed this. Okay. That needs the advice. Um, people are always going to treat you how they feel about themselves. Don't ever take anything personal. And honestly, you can be whatever you want to believe. Like be, just believe that whatever plan that you got for yourself, everything, like really dedicate your life to something that you know you're gonna die behind. Otherwise, you're gonna die for somebody else's dream. Very nice, very nice, very nice. But I ain't dying for nobody else's dream. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> well, I say thank you so much for pulling up. I truly appreciate you pulling up. Yeah. And go stream insane by Mavum. Most definitely, it's gonna be playing like in the background probably. <laughs> but yeah, all right, y'all.